It's my favorite song, man. I, I love this. So see you then, Jason. You you do what you're okay. doing. You're looking for photos for uh, Throwback I got Thursday. Something to give to you. This is a Throwback Thursday you're putting up. We want to cry a little. It's, makes me happy and. Gee, I hope people can hear this on the other end. <laughs> They're like, "What is Gotti doing?" Singing to himself. Hey, Will, tell me if you can hear the music in the background. Will Britton says, hey, dudes. It's really going to get interesting if Will's drinking. (laughs) I'll crank it up for you, Will. Will wants me to crank it up. Oh, you can't hear it. How about now, Will? Line up the whiskey for Will. Drinking? It's gonna start. That's how you gotta make it. You gotta drink whiskey to make it through this show. How about that, Will? There you go. Want to hear it again, Will? Will, one more time, right, buddy? We're still waiting for our guest, Seth Van Halen. I mean, Dalen. (laughs) Hey, Will, a football podcast coming up next with Spencer Rifkin. that god you get your ps5 ordered or what yes i did got one through amazon that's what i'm doing well i'm flipping the tape over so i got one through amazon um i got the uh disc version and today i shared it with jason today i received an invitation from sony to pre-order one directly from them for being such a loyal customer so tomorrow, 10 p. Uh, 10. Hey, that's a good question. I gotta look at that now and see if it was 10 p.m. Pacific or no. So it would be one Eastern Standard Time. I can log in with my special URL and pre-order a PS5, which I do need another one because I need two in the house. One for me, for my daughter. Rick says, sweet, it only took me four hours to order my Xbox. Alright. It's not bad I spent. I was... um, So the story on that uh, for me was I watched the press conference. I did a live stream, actually, of the uh, press conference that Sony held. 
And, well, they call it the PS5 showcase. But anyway, they finally released uh, pricing. So you had a $499 version, you have a $399 version. And um, they did not say anything about pre-orders. Which, you know, Microsoft said September 22nd, pre-orders. So I was like, man, I was like, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see when they, you know, maybe they'll make an announcement later. Well, next thing you know, Target was the first one to say, hey, come on over here, pre-orders. You can pre-order over, you know, over at Target right now, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I think it was. And then all hell broke loose because then every other retailer followed. And, um, yep, they weren't prepared for the um, onslaught. The websites went down. Um, I did get one on Best Buy, but I couldn't get to the pay it now. Every time I was like, you know, buy now, it would just rotate, rotate. So it did that for about two hours. I kept hitting refresh. Uh, I went to Amazon because the rumor was at midnight they were going to release them. Uh, I went to Amazon around 1030 and typed in PS5 and kept hitting refresh, refresh, refresh until 1154 p.m. I was able to grab one. What do you think of that, Jason? Exciting big commitment. No, it was. You know what the problem with that now is now you got to play it. That's no problem with me. <laughs> uh, Will Britton says, I just got Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Pretty high quality. All right. Yeah, I heard that's uh, really awesome there. But uh, yeah, so PS5 on the way. When is that supposed to be coming? November 12th. So it's still a little ways away. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Amazon did send an email out, but I think it was just to cover their own butts. They said, hey, we got your order, but you not you might not get it at launch day, maybe like a few days after. But right, so it, some kid is just going to walk into I, Best and snap one up. I was like, I got that email, the same email with the PS4, and I got it on time, so... Uh, just covering, covering their butt. Yeah. We only have two people watching this show anyway, and it's uh, Will Britton and Rick. Uh, I ordered mine on Microsoft Employee Store. Wait. I ordered mine on a Microsoft Employee Store site 10 minutes before the orders opened up, and the site tanked. <laughs> <laughs> just like all – they all did, dude. They all did. It's funny. Best Buy's crashed. Walmart's crashed. Even Amazon's crashed right after – I mean, I was able to get mine in there, but um, they crashed eventually. They crashed for Microsoft for sure. I saw that because I was just messing around trying it, and they crashed. Um, yeah. Well, congrats. What's uh, which? Hey, Rick, which one did you buy, the X or the S? Oh, look at this. We're gonna Seth uh, Van Dellen's made made it into the backstage. He's in the green room right now, calming the nerves, getting ready. <laughs> We got some cookies back there and some milk and stuff like that. Uh, Will Britton says, my wife bought a PS4 as a Christmas present. I'll see if she does the same thing for the PS5. <laughs> she better. She's a good wife. She will. Uh, Rick says, the X. Okay. I just like the specs better. Awesome. Let's add Seth here to the stream. What's up, Seth? Nothing much. How are you guys? Good, man. We're talking video games, actually, while we were waiting for you, because we got people in here talking about the new PS5 and the Xbox. Which uh, system do you have? You have a Sony? Have Xbox. Xbox, all right. So are you getting the new X? or the? Um, probably. 
we'll see we'll see how how the rc if uh rc slows down might have some money to go do that but all right so you didn't wait all the races so oh okay yeah so you didn't uh pre-order then that's what we were talking about all the, no, the pre-orders no, pre will Brenton says hi fan of the show hey seth what's up oh will will Brenton. there's jason so, around over uh, there seth are we gonna are we gonna see you think at the the carpet race in minnesota oh yeah i'll be there but it's 15 minutes from my house i'll be there 15 minutes oh yeah. geez nice It's definitely not 15 minutes for me, so that's good. No, 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 no. Are you flying or driving to there? No, flying. <laughs> flying? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a trip and a half going there. Oh, yeah. It's almost what was 24 the, hours. What was the long one you made? Was that to uh, um, P&B, I think? P&B and Mugen are about the same length, but P&B took longer because we hauled my dad's trailer down there. Mm-hmm. And we had some issues going through the mountains. Truck overheated oh. once, and then uh, I think the transmission went into limp mode at one point. But that's what you get when you're hauling too big of a camper with the truck that we have. Yeah, and you, uh, I mean, you still made it there on time, and that was the that was the event you did so well at. Yeah, we uh, we left plenty early. I think we left Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night, and then we got there Thursday. We were supposed to get there like midday Thursday, but I think we got there like six. We we're supposed to get there like two. Okay. So took a little bit longer. So so Rick says he's going. I'll be there. Only three hours from the house. Oh yeah, he's. I think he's up in North Dakota. I think he's in one of the Dakotas. He's what, in North Dakota. Which Dakota, Rick? It's, it's either North, South. He's like the good one. End. One of them. Yeah. One of the Dakotas. West Dakota. So, uh, yeah, so we just got back after a race. What was, uh, and I don't know if you mentioned it, but did you drive or did you fly uh, to, to su Southern Nats? Southern Nats? I flew to Southern Nats. We, okay. uh, Maddie and I as a team kind of got tired of driving everywhere because we drove all the way to, we drove to Mugen. And that was 16 and a half, but we didn't tow a trailer. So it was quicker than mm -hmm. if we would have towed a trailer. Yeah. So that was nice. So, um, okay. Normally what we do, I know you've done a couple podcasts before. Um, you know, sometimes we just like to check in with people. Sometimes we'll start from the beginning, but you know, uh, I think it would be nice kind of to start off a little bit, just kind of get a little bit of background here on, uh, you know, kind of why you got, uh, how you got started in RC, when you got started and, you know, give us a little rundown there and um, maybe talk about how your parents or your dad was an influence and uh, getting you going. Um, how I got started in RC, my dad, my dad started racing when he was like 14 or 15 just he he saved up mon enough money to buy a I don't know what car he bought I think it was a Kyosho at the time that he bought okay but he he bought a Kyosho car and he raced and he had to bike to and from the track because he wasn't old enough to drive obviously and then he'd like he had I think one or two batteries go run a couple packs and then bike home 
So there was a local track that he was close to and, um, so he did, or maybe his sister drove him to a track or something, but, uh, he got me into race or like driving cars when I was like four or five, I was driving, uh, a gas T-Max around the yard, trying to hit a, uh, trying to hit like a, a stalker ball in the snow. Yeah. So that gave me pretty decent depth perception, trying to hit it without like piping. That's a big thing. If you run on a track without piping, it's hard to hit your lines. So that okay. gave me really good depth perceptions, so like bigger racetracks that don't really struggle. And then um, after that, I think I started racing when I was six or seven. And I think I first started racing. Uh, we, uh, we had a roller rink that was like 20, 25 miles from our house. Uh, actually like 15. It's right. It's, probably like five minutes from thunder road is where thunder road's at. And we would set a, uh, we'd roll out carpet and then put down wood jumps in like wood pipe or like wood barriers. And we were racing there on Sunday nights. We'd shut the roller rink down and race. So I started racing carpet there. I was running a, I think a stadium truck and a stock buggy. <laughs> and well, stock at uh -oh. the time was 27 okay. turn or whatever. So and that, that got me into it. And then I think we start, we switched to nitro when I was like eight or nine. And by the age of 12, I started being in the same main as my dad. I wasn't beating him at like age 10 I was. And then I think around 11 and 12, he put his gear down and then started focusing more on me because he saw the amount of talent that I had and could push me farther if he worked on my stuff more. So. So, uh, at, at that point, which vehicles and everything were you running at that, at that time? Um, when, when he, when he started working on my gear, I think we were running, uh, the jamming truck, like jamming truggies and buggies. Mm -hmm. And then he, we ran Ofna and then like 2011, maybe going into 2012, uh, we started running Kyosho. I won a, I won a triple seven an MP triple seven world's edition. I think it was a world's edition out of a raffle. I, I had like $5 from whatever, like an allowance basically. And I bought raffle tickets and I, I won it. And then that kind of sparked the, the switch to Kyosho. So I had that car up all the way up until the TKI three, we just kept converting it like buying parts for it to just keep converting it. I think I ended up getting a new TKI three. There's some stuff you couldn't convert. And, uh, so from there, uh, we stuck with Kyosho till 2013, 2013. And then we went hot bodies and we ended up, we talked to Joe pillars was the team manager at the time for Kyosho. And we got into like the Tessman clinic, the 110% clinic, the first one they did down in uh, California at the Proline test track in Banning. And we were running J Concepts at the time and Kyosho cars. Well, we ended up buying a Hot Bodies car going to that race because it was like November or going to that like event. We bought a Hot Bodies car because <laughs> it was kind of like contract, contract years up. We talked to Joe Pillars said there was really no more room for us to, to grow because on Kyosho at the time, it was only 
65 and then you were a hundred percent. So we joined hot bodies and, um, I ran Hot Bodies 2013 and 2014, and then the switch to Techno was 2015, and haven't looked back since. So, when were the years uh, when you were running our? You know, we had our eight scale race in Omaha. I think you ran that a couple years. I think you were pretty young then, but do you remember what years that was? Um, the years that I ran that race, I think. The first year I ran it was 2012 when I was on Kyosho. I ran the sportsman class and there was a big, like, there was a big, um, I guess, argument from the guys that was running, that were running sportsman. That was my first big out of town race ever. Like first time I traveled out of state to race and I TQ'd the pro truck class from the sportsman class. So like the sportsman guys were like, he can't be running this. He needs to get out. And the track, uh, I guess, organizer, which is still Alex Sturgeon, him at the time, he looked at it. He said, yeah, you're going fast in truck. Like you had a good run. You've got like a top 10 and then you TQ'd. Everyone had a bad run that time. I think like Tanner Denny was there and he broke out. Tyler Jones was there and he broke out. And, uh, so he's like, yeah, you TQ'd a couple guys had a mishap, so it wouldn't have been so bad. He's like, but nitro buggy, like you're mid pack. And there was like 40 buggies there. So I was like 20th, I was bottom of the B main. So he's like, I'm not going to do anything about it. And, uh, so I just ran sports from the rest of the weekend, ended up winning both classes. So, but, uh, I think didn't you guys sponsor that race all the way up until, I think 2016, I think you did. And then it kind of went away into an oval race. Yeah. It might even been a little later than that. Oh um, yeah. It probably 17. Cause I was great. old enough to drive. I was old enough to drive at the time. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, we had that race for quite a while, but given the time of the year and some stuff we wanted to try, you know, we're going to try it as an oval uh, race kind of going forward. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I knew you j- had ran that race, and were, your hour was pretty successful there. Yeah, uh, I think the year after I ran Sportsman, I ran Pro, obviously, and Tyler was there. Um, was Tyler there? I think I won Truck, but then someone else won Nitro Buggy mm-hmm. in the Pro class. But then Tyler was there the year after. And we split the wins. He won buggy. I won truck. And that happened the next two years. Um, and then Mason Fuller showed up and kicked, kicked my butt in nitro buggy. Put me like two laps down in his first ever nitro race. It's like, so, how does that work, right? Yeah. he He's like, yeah, this will be my first like 30-minute race ever. He hadn't practiced for that long ever. He just was running 10 scale at the time. And then his dad and like their group of friends got a, got a scale cars for him and he did really well. So kind of got, got my butt handed to me, but it's okay. So, uh, at this point, how, how old are you right now? I'm 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. So back 2010, you were 10 years old. Yep. Good math, Jason. Man. Quick on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, that's some nice, 
some nice numbers there to work with. So yeah. uh, making the switch to techno, you obviously saw something there. They saw something in you. Uh, we started seeing you more at the at the Roar Nationals, uh, those type of events. And, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I remember when you're, you know, running all these races, but I think the thing that stands out is when you ran, uh, you know, you're running the, the regular truck body on your truggy. And I'm sure a lot of people um, know you from that, but uh, that was kind of cool because you were running really fast at a lot of these nationals racer math. So yeah, you're running fast at a lot of these nationals and you got this uh, flatbed standard truck body. I think it was a 70 or 72 Chevy that you had on there. Um, yep. So what was, uh, what were those years? And that was kind of, was that the beginning of techno then? Um, I think the beginning of that truck body was 2017. The years of techno, I started in 2015. I signed, I signed my contract in, uh, 2014, like end of 2014. Cause that was my last year in hot bodies. Um, the thing that sparked that switch was it's kind of bad. I don't know if I should really share it, but um, don't really don't, like don't the people to. that were running the team at the time. This is what I'm going to say. Just keep no names in it. Um, they're on x-ray now. If no one knows that, they're it's his dad. He's a professional racer. Um, but anyway, uh, I switched from, because we didn't get along with that, with the team manager at the time. There was a... Uh, we ran the Omaha winter series, the December round. And he got mad about like the parts were out of stock. So I was running like Kyosho spur gear and I didn't have their apparel on cause it was like negative four out. But, uh, so that kind of sparked that switch. And then there was more room to grow going into techno. So they're there. They had a higher sponsorship level. I think the highest you could go was 65 on, um, HB at the time. And then, we were able to grow all the way to 75 and now a hundred percent on techno. So, um, that really fueled the switch. And then, um, the truck body started in 2017 and I think it was, I ran it a couple races. I think it was, um, there was a race in May that I ran it at. It was the first ever race I ran it at. I painted the body because my dad refused to paint it. I painted it like a, it was a two-tone body. It was like a standard Chevy paint job. It was orange on the bottom. And then the cab, like the top of the cab was white. And then I had like, I just was screwing around with paint. So I threw like a couple ghost flames in there, I guess. I was able to draw it up smooth enough. And I threw like blue flames on top of it. So that was my, that was my first time ever running that truck body. And then I think Nats is in June. Um, that was the first big event that I ran it at, which was at state line and it turned some heads and made some people mad. Oh, it, um, there was a inference or there was a confrontation with one of the pro drivers. I can't remember. I think he was on hot bodies at the time. He was one of their top guys. 
And he made a mistake going through like the whoop section that was on the left side. And I got underneath him. I was in like the B heat. I was in the B resort. And there was that step up to the stairs down. And then it was a left-hander and another left-hander up over roller. Well, that left-hander to the roller, he squared up coming down the stairs. Full lit, cleaned me out, oh. like threw, threw me over the pipe on the straightaway. And I think I said to him after the race, I was like, nice pass. And he like turned around and he was like, what did you just say to me? And I was like, nice pass. Right. He's like, unless you change your body, there's no reason to talk, no reason to talk to me. And I was 15 or 16 at the time. So my dad turns around and it's like, you sound like a high school bully. Unless you change something, then there's no reason to talk to me. And like his face turned bright red. (laughs) I remember, uh, I think Jared Tebow, (laughs) because we were friends with Jared at the time. He like grabbed my dad by the shoulder and walked him out of pit lane. So there's no more confrontation. And then, uh, that ended that, that weekend I went on to, I was in the B main and I blew a server out like two corners in or something or like a lap in. So, but then we missed 2018 nationals. Something came up right before the race. I was signed up to go paid and we were going to leave that Sunday. And, um, um, <laughs> we were Listen. supposed to leave that Sunday. I'm sorry, guys. Oh. Uh, we we're supposed to leave that Sunday. Something came up, so we didn't leave. So we missed 2018 Nats, and I was going to run that truck body there. So then we went to 2019 Nats in uh, Texas at Thornhill. I ran it there, and then I made the main somehow. I was 13th. I was the on the bubble looking in, and the last qualifier, um. I think can't remember what happened. I think Mayfield Mayfield went out under on fuel. He TQ'd that round. I think he went under on fuel. I think I was 10th and then Ogden didn't marshal the first round of truck. So he got docked a lap off of his best run, which was his last run. And he was ninth or he was like, I think he ended up like fourth in that round. So I moved from 10th to 8th. I bumped Ogden out of the main by one spot. So I was like, went direct into the main. And it was cool, but I knew after, like my goal with that truck body was, it was cool, like it turned heads. It helped me like further getting sponsors because it's like they know my name because by the truck body. But as soon as I made the main, like going into the next year, and then the switch to J concepts, I'm like, it's over. The truck's retired. I'm like, we got to go. I've, I made the main, I have the speed to go, uh, close to these guys' pace. I got to earn their respect. And the truck body just wasn't doing that mm-hmm. there. They, I mean, they ran me clean to a point, but they didn't run me like, like they run other people. So, and I understood it because the truck body was just like, it was kind of a slap in the face if you got passed by it, I guess. So we switched away from that with the switch to J concepts. And, uh, that was like that truck body was fast on high bite tracks. So like Omaha, it was really fast because it turned really hard. It eliminated a little bit of rear traction. And then Omaha is so small. You didn't need the top end speed, even though it really didn't affect it all that much. And it helped in the air. It got you back to the ground quicker. So, 
now just running the JC body and that seems to do the same thing. It's, it's, it, we tested it before DNC We tested the, I think, what is it? The Punisher? Is that the truck finisher, body? Finisher, finisher. Oh, finisher. Uh, the finisher, we tested the finisher body and the stock techno body. The stock techno body flew like an extra two or three feet and did, but didn't corner as well. The finisher didn't fly as far because it had more downforce, but it cornered way better. The truck was way more stable, way quicker in and out of the corner. So we made up more time in the corners than uh, over the over the jumps, obviously. Like most people say, corners for dough, jumps for show kind of thing. So okay, we did that. So I never actually heard that, but I, I agree. <clears throat> so... Yeah, let's. Uh, since you brought up uh, Nitro Challenge, uh, you're in the B qualifier of, of eight skill buggy, and the way that race works, you pretty much stayed there the entire time in that qualifier, I believe, and you TQ'd. Um, probably, other than the worlds, it could be the biggest race in the world. Uh, talk to us about uh, <laughs> getting the getting the TQ there. Um, the TQ at DNC, uh, coming into that race, we had, we flew out there for like 12 days and we tested, like tested at Thunder Alley and then Palm Desert. So my cars were comfortable, like in the, the dirt that California has. So it's pretty similar track to track, but Palm Desert to Thunder Alley was pretty different, but the setups were close to the same. So DNC... My car was good at this, like good in practice, didn't have all that great of speed and seating. So I, I got, I seated into the second qual. I don't think there was resorts after that. Um, I was in the B qual, my first qualifier, I finished eighth. I had one crash and um, ended up eighth. I would have ended up like fifth. So that that was like an eye opener to me. I was like, okay, I have the pace on this, like the track fits my driving style and it's kind of blown out, which I'm decently good at from being at home. We run on black dirt, so it blows out. So going into second qual, I changed tires. I was running a Cosmos, which was a little bit slower, but easier through the bumps. I just wanted a good first round to, so then it took weight off of me for going into the second and third round. Um, switched to a blocker, which no one was running. No one was running either tire. They're running stockers. So I was being weird, but that's what <laughs> I ran at the practice. So that's what I was comfortable with. And I hadn't had all that much time on JC again yet. So um, I ended up getting a second overall. I think I went really fast in the B heat, the A heat, a couple guys, like three or four guys were going faster and they made small mistakes on the extremely rough track, which is pretty easy to do. But um, Barufalo was like 20 seconds out in front of me during that qual, and he made like two mistakes at the end and ended up 12 seconds in front of me still. So there was no shot I could have TQ'd that round, I guess. But um, going into the main, or not the main, going into the third qual, sorry. Going into the third qual, I'm extremely good under the lights because at home we have we have two driver stand lights or we have two lights on our driver stand and then we have three in the back so it's 
it's not super well lit, but it's pretty well lit up. So I'm really good in the dark, like driving wise. Um, just, I can go off muscle memory pretty well, which there's a funny story to that. I'll tell him a little bit after this. Um, uh, so like knowing where all the bumps were definitely helped from e-buggy. Um, we did really well in the second qual went slower. I think like we were doing like nine laps. I only went eight and, but that's how bumpy the track was. And the, the a heat came up and we knew there was going to be rain Friday night and the a heat got water. The B heat was dry. The a heat got water. And, uh, so it was already wet. They were already going slower than the B heat was. They started picking up speed, like middle of the run. And like five or six guys were going faster than my, my TQ at the time. And then the rain hit with like a minute and a half, two minutes to go. And it started getting slicker. Everyone started slowing down. We were watching the times and the only one left in front of me with like two laps to go was Mayfield. And he wasn't that far in front of me. And I was like, there's a lot of chances on this track to make mistake in two laps. And with the rain, it's going to keep slowing down. So he ended up slowing down and finished like probably like a second off my pace. <clears throat> and as soon as we te- like, as soon as we got that TQ in that round, I was like, it's over. I was like, we TQ'd. I had already, we, uh, we were talking about tires with Thomas and we sat down and Thomas is like, you have the best shot technically at TQing because the, I think for, for JC at least, because I think Tessman and I think Tebow took the two other seconds or maybe it was Barufalo. So the next closest person I think was Mayfield and he had a three or a four. So he's like, if you can get a two, you start second because Brufel has a zero and a four, I think. And then if you, but if you TQ, you have a zero and the two, a zero and a two, and you have the best points. Um, so we ended up with that TQ, we set on the pole. That was like, I had TQ'd SIC, but that was like my first ever big rate. That was my first time being at that big of an event other than Worlds. And um, it's in my backpack. My phone's at 15%. Should have checked it. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> oh. Um, hey, I've done that. <laughs> um, we, so everyone, a lot of people said it was a fluke, which... I mean, you could say it was, it was the cards fall, the cards fell in my favor. You could say it's a fluke or you could say that I just had a better day than everyone else. I'm, if you take it away from me, I don't care. It, (laughs) it's a feather in my hat that I have now. So, um, the, it was a, it was a great night. The emotions were high at the end. Um, my dad was actually out to that race to pit for me in the main and he was in the air at the time at the time and going into the last round he had just gotten in the air so he was like he bought the wi-fi and was trying to like watch the racing but the wi-fi wouldn't load because i think there was a storm that he was going through 
So I've been there. <laughs> they uh, they must have like went low, or it was when they were going over the mountains. He was low enough to a cell tower that he had like he tried to turn his phone off airplane mode for some reason. It's kind of dumb, but his phone picked up the cell tower signal and his phone blew up. There was like 15 text messages that all came through at once. And he, he saw, he saw like all of his buddies. He's like, boom, TQ and all this stuff. And he's like, he's like, what, what? He's like, what happened? And his phone just shut off again. So when he landed, he was like in a full panic trying to get hooked up to Wi-Fi again. And then he finally saw that he's like, he finally saw that he, that I TQ'd overall. So he showed up to the, he didn't get to the track. He showed up to the hotel and I was sleeping and he came in or actually I was awake. Cause I knew when he was coming and sorry, I'm trying to, yeah, that's all right. Uh, I hope that works. Uh, so he was pretty pumped when he came in the hotel. He was super loud, which was annoying because we're trying to sleep. <laughs> but uh, so that race was good. The The muscle memory story was years ago, so years one, and years one, ago. One thing I thought was kind of funny, um, is Maddie's there too? Yeah, she's sitting next to me. She's been she's been bothering me. My So I have my Bose earbuds in, <laughs> and... The, when I'm in calls or even like video chat, only my right one works. It's set up that way. So I can, yeah. it's just so I have one earbud for like driving. So she's been trying to listen, but she can't. Oh. So I was going to switch to her AirPods, but it's fine. So one thing I remember that was kind of funny is for those that don't know Maddie, right? She's not afraid to talk a little trash. And um, no. I remember when when you TQ'd at Nitro Challenge, and I remember you, when she was in even in the techno pits, and she's like, "That's right, he kicked all y'all asses." <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. There was a lot of trash talk going on after that. Um, there, uh, Joe and Tebow. Tebow, Tebow had a bad run, so he wasn't as pumped. Uh, like he was more frustrated with his bad run, but he was pretty pumped for me. Um, yeah. But Joe was like, we went to Joe's hotel hotel room after that night, and he's like, he was talking with, he's like, do you like understand what you just did? And I'm like, I probably won't understand what I just did at this race until like two races later. So it was like P and B, and I was like, okay, I I did that. He's like, because there's a very limited uh, number of people that have done that before. Yeah. Is it, I mean, it was, are you guys live streaming on RP podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. She can go to the page here and watch it. She's bothering me. So I got, I got her to go away. Go to the next give room her, and watch give it. Job. <laughs> give her a job. Give her, Tell her, uh, I, I heard she rebuilds shocks. She rebuilds diffs and mounts tires. That's what she was telling us. Oh yeah, at DNC, um, we were. I was signed with uh, PT Oils at the time, and we had tested during like the DNC, pro- like the practice that we flew out for earlier. 
we ran like a half hour and I don't know if I got bad oil or something, but like my oil in my truck and my nitro buggy was like black after like 45 minutes. So I don't know if I was too light or if I got bad oil and it was just this, the silicone was breaking down. But, um, a lot of the guys didn't have that issue before they just switched because Jared was helping them more. So I had that issue and was like, let me try. I was like, let me try the JTP stuff while we're testing. And I ran like an hour and a half after that on my nitro buggy at Palm desert and pulled it out. And it was like a golden Brown, like it should have been. So I was like, okay, well, I obviously can't use the stuff that I have here. So the reason she was building my diffs was we were using the JTP oil and she would, she would go over to Joe Bornhorse pit and sit on the end of his table where he had cleared off. And she built all three of my diffs and my nitro buggy. Oh, basically all car, all three of my cars, my e-buggy, we were just doing the center diff cause it's e-buggy screw it. So we we're, uh, so she was going and doing that. And then shocks, she was, she would fill them. Cause I was like cleaning and prepping or I, what was I doing? I was getting the, the rest of the car ready. So she would like fill them. I'd bleed them and everything. Cause I just didn't want to have, like didn't have time to really explain it. Cause the way I bleed them is a little bit different than I use a caliper for the rebound on bladder shocks. Oh. Just then I know they're consistent every time. Yep. So I didn't really want to explain it at the time. So <laughs> yeah, she built my shocks, diffs, uh, punched tires, um, I wow. cleaned and glued them, but she like stuffed them on the wheel and everything. So yeah, she was a huge help at DNC and all the races. And all the races yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So, um, moving, moving in a little, moving in a little bit, we, we'll just kind of skip right to, uh, you know, PMB, which was a good race for you. Um, you ended up finishing second there. Uh, got the move to stick on Mayfield on the last lap, I think, or the next to last lap. Um, definitely the most excited I've ever seen you at a race. Uh, talk to us about being in that PMB event uh, in the main there. I mean, a big track, a lot of stuff going on. It gets bumpy. You got the whoop section. You got the Joker line. Uh, I mean, there's tons of gimmicks. And um, and then just having a great main. Um. P and B. Oof, that that race. Uh, I don't. I didn't do so well in qualifying. I struggled. I was trying to push too hard to like get good runs in. And the cars were good. I was just driving over my head, which happens quite a bit. I get overconfident when my cars are good. So was driving over my head and. Uh, I think I started 10th in the main and when the main started, it was Joe, my teammate, Joe Bornhorst started ninth. He, so we were ninth and 10th. And I think this happened in truck too. And even e-buggy when the main started, Oh, my phone. Oh. Uh, when it started in all three classes, me and him drove to the front. Like I followed him. We picked off cars one by one. And I think trucks, we went from like sixth and seventh to second and third. And then buggy, we went from nine and 10 all the way to one and two. Like we were leading at the first pit, like me and him were leading at the first pit, I think all the way to second pits. 
And then I think Tebow, Tebow had a bad start and used all three of his joker lanes at the start. And he got out in front of me, but was right behind Joe. And Joe and I had only used one at like the 20 minute mark. And I think there was a couple laps where I don't know if I lost focus or something got weird, but I made a couple mistakes and fell back to third or fourth behind, I think Cav and Mayfield or Rivkin. And I used my last two Joker lanes, like within three laps of each other, just to get back out in front of them. Cause I think I was behind Cav and I was having uh, problems getting around him. I couldn't find a spot to get around him. Or maybe it was a lap car and Cav didn't know my body all that well. So he just didn't think of any, anything of it. And the notes, announcing the leaders wasn't all that great but so i used my joker lane to get around him and then i think he used it right after so then i was like okay then i'll use my last one to get back around him so used the rest of my joker lanes with like 10 minutes to go and uh i think so joe had joe flamed out with seven and a half like eight minutes left to go I think he he hit his set or no seven and a half minutes. He came across at like seven fifteen, and he said one more lap. There were like thirty five second laps, so he went one more lap, and he ended up running out with like fifteen to twenty seconds to the pit lane. Yeah. So he would have been would have been, or no, there was like seven forty five left. So he would have been long for the last pit, but he could have done a splash and go if he needed to, if he was comfortable with the lead that he had, but stretched it one ran out of fuel. I inherited second Mayfield was in third hauling the mail, chasing me and Tebow down. And he caught me with like two minutes to go. I think we traded places a couple times and the last lap, two laps to go. He got around me. Was this the and, one on the straightaway where he just, he never, basically he drove down the inside of the straightaway? Oh, in the front? yeah, yeah. He got, he got a better drive out of the bumps and I just, I had to, I basically had to fold over. I couldn't, he drove her, or actually he drove around the outside of me. My motor was rich in that run. He drove around the outside of me and I was like, okay, that was a slap in the face, but I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll back off and take it. And, uh. So with like a lap to go, I got a good run coming out of the bumps. I hung with him down the straightaway. We stayed together. I think I passed him going into the rough section, like that part where they didn't pack it. It was all tilled up and stuff. I passed him there. And a couple of corners later, he passed me again. And I was like, well, that sucks. I'm like, we got four or five corners to go, and I got to do this again. Went over the double, triple, and we were both going forward to that last lap and he jumped like two feet too far onto that off camber that we were jumping. That was supposed to be a roller off camber, but we were doubling it and he slid to the outside pipe and I greased it. I landed right on top down on the pipe and was able to get in front of him and went up over the step up and like down into the rhythm. And my plan, if, if I wouldn't have passed him there, my plan was, send it through the whoops and hope for the best. Yeah. And that was his plan too. Cause he, I went, I slowed down and went double all the way through it was just like, I'm just going to do consistent. If he passes me, he passes me. I still got a third. 
my best finish this year. So I was like, we're just going to slow down and do my best. And he got around me like the last with like four whoops to go. And I think on the second to last whoop, his car bucked and he ended up flipping off. And I just went consistent through it, crossed the line by myself. And I think Tebow ended up making like a mistake, a mistake or two every lap for like the last three laps. We were 20 seconds behind him and I finished 1.8 seconds behind him with on the last lap. So he, I think he got, he got nervous because of how fast Mayfield was going. And like, if he did make mistakes, Mayfield was there. And then I picked up the pace at the end because I was having a battle. So it, yeah, it was an impressive race by you guys. And, uh, and there were some good passes. I, I didn't really think there, no, nothing was really, you know, nasty or rough. It just it worked out where you guys had a kind of a nice little battle there. And um, yeah, I mean, you were really excited and it was well deserved for sure. And uh, yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good battle. Probably the cleanest one I've had so far this year. Like we didn't touch at all. I don't think the, the battles at Southern Nats were like, it, the track was so one line that if someone got a foot off the pipe where you could stick it in, you had to, you had yeah. to push them out of the way to get around them. And I did that to Brandon Rose a couple of times in truck. I had to move him because he, the kid's so, so good, like entering a corner, his, his entrance speed isn't very high, but he's on the pipe and immediately on the gas coming out. So it was extremely hard to like get around him. So yeah, I mean, uh, just some great, great events. Obviously, you went through. Um, uh, another thing I'll bring up about uh, Maddie was when she was pitting your truggy at PMB, and she fell on the pit lane. Um, I mean, she ran across the track to get your truck, and, I mean, through the triples, through the doubles, <laughs> trucks are jumping over her, and she's like, just right to your truck, come straight back jumps on the pit lane, falls over, hardly even, like, no hesitation, just throws your truck back on the starter box and just starts it up, and you're right back out. And I'm like, what in the world just happened? Like, that was, <laughs> that was so fast. Dang. And uh, there's no hesitation. No, she she's committed when, when it, as soon as it, uh, as soon as it flamed out, she was, because I, same thing happened to me that happened to Joe in the Nitro Buggy Main. I came across the line, was 20 seconds from my window or like 10, 15 seconds from my window. I said, one more lap. I got the fuel. Made it like to the, I think I made it to just after the roll, like the rough section and the mm -hmm. truck leaned out. And I was like, uh-oh. I was like, this isn't yeah. good. This is, this is an empty tank. We made it the double triple and it flamed out. And yeah, she ran out there, ran back, jumped the pit lane. Wow. And she ended up, she, her right knees had, uh, three ACL surgeries from playing hockey. She ended up tearing her ACL, jumping the pit lane wall, oh. jumping the pit lane. So that this is her fourth tear. She's walking on a torn ACL. Her, she said her kneecap was like towards the side, right side of her knee. And 
she ended up, uh, she took her headset off of her head because she was crying because it hurt so bad. And I had a wheel fell off. I had a wheel fall off. And I think I've, I've kind of diagnosed it. I've, I run a crap ton of front brake and the constant braking that was on that, like high speed to braking on that track just worked it loose over time. Yeah. And the tire came off mm-hmm. and I was, she didn't have her headset on. So I was like, hello, is anyone there? I'm like, tires off. Hello, anyone there? And then finally, like, I'm coming through the whoops and I was just, I'm screaming down, Maddie. I was like, and she finally put her headset on. She's like, she's like, she's like, I'm trying to find the tire. I'm like the tire, the the marshal has the tire. I said, did you not see it get thrown off the racetrack? (laughs) And so she ran over the marshal, grabbed the tire. They put it back on. And I ended up breaking out anyway. I uh, I broke a plastic tie rod from, I think it was that left side wheel came loose, and we were jumping that that double onto the off camber, and I was landing on the left side. The wheel was loose, so it had like all that leverage to twist everything, and I think it stressed the plastic link. I've never had a plastic link break, but it I'm guessing because I landed on it so many times that it fatigued it and then i was coming on in the straightaway and i was jumping that roller out onto the flat by the staging lane i landed i landed flat and the wheel just folded so ended up not finishing that race but ever since we haven't had an issue so i think it was just i think it was the tire that came loose so uh seth uh chris says marry that girl All right. Well, it it already says uh, pit wife on the back of the shirt. Oh, well, no. Yeah. Yeah, there there's a funny story behind that. It uh at where was it? Uh oh, DNC. DNC. The second round of qualifying when we walked over and everyone was like getting us hugs and high fives. The Europeans for some reason didn't realize it was my girlfriend thought we were married. So they're like, they're like miss Van Dalen, miss Van Dalen. Like, and she's like not responding to it. <laughs> and so we decided when I got new sponsor shirts, we, she wanted uh pit and then uh, not going to say it, but derogatory bitch. term. Uh, yeah. Pit pit bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She wanted that after <laughs> and boom, RC, uh, Mike Garrison had sold the company. So the new company didn't allow, I don't think they was, she messaged Mike and Mike said that they don't allow, like they don't want that term on the back of the shirt. They wouldn't print it. So we put pit wife on the back and it's just stuck ever since. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick yeah. says Madison has saved my ass before. If you need a coming in clutch pit stop, she's the one. Oh yeah. They, when we were in Omaha, she pitted for Patrick and his brother all the time. When I wasn't racing, she was out there pitting for him. So she helps. She helps everyone she can. Pitting is hard too. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, it's a whole nother uh, frustration, nervousness level down there. Oh yeah, the biggest thing she's had to learn. She she used to pit for me, or like would when I would practice she'd be out there uh pitting for me when i was uh 
four, 13 and 14. She, we dated when I was 13 and 14, 13 and 14. And, uh, she was out there pitting. So she knew how to use the fuel gun and how to call me in. And so, like, obviously call me in is just yell. Or if, now that we have the headsets, just, Hey, your pit lap. Okay. And we'll come in. Uh, but the biggest thing for her that like my dad's been teaching her is pit strategies. And what I mean by that is if, if you're down in the pits and you hear like four cars get called in, four or five cars get called in and I'm around a pack of cars. And normally we do like a fuel mileage test and qualifying run, run the car, time it from start up to or fuel up to shut down and then pull the fuel with a syringe and calculate it. Um, she, she's learned now that I have a, I have a decent sized pit window, not the greatest. I'm still have a heavy throttle finger from when I was little but I can normally go around like nine and a half, 10 minutes, 10 minutes with truck and like nine, nine and a half with buggy. So she has a bigger pit window to choose from. So if she needs to stretch me a lap, she can, if she, if we do have a tighter pit window, she'll short me a lap and we'll just have to do a splash and go at the end. And hopefully I have a big enough gap to the guy behind me to do it. But that's the biggest thing she's learned. And I get the, it's a whole different element. It is. I've, I pit for my, uh, during the Omaha winter series, I pit for my dad and my brother. I'm the only one out there. Someone normally, someone normally sets my brother down. I set my brother down or my, my dad down, I should say. And then I fuel both of them during the race. So my brother normally doesn't pull the trigger as hard as my dad. So dad comes in first, Zach comes in second and then move on to the next fuel stop. So I got to pit six times instead of three. So yeah, that's even more nerve wracking trying to make sure no one runs out. Uh, Madison Van Dalen says, everyone thinks pitting is really easy. I can't express it enough. It's hard. You have to choose whether to pull them in early on time or if he can push it due to the positions. Yeah. And did I, did I make a call at Southern Nats? I don't know if she's listening and she's probably listening here. I think I made a call at Southern Nats. Uh, I don't know who I was battling with. Maybe it was Cav and then someone else. And they went wide around the bumps. I think Mayfield was lapping me at the time. And him and Cav went wide around the bumps at the start of the straightaway. And I was like, they're coming in. And she had told me the pit. And I went flying past pit lane. I was like, one more. I'm not pitting with those two in pit lane. So we want one more lap and we ended up, we came out of pit lane. We beat, I think we went a little bit faster than Mayfield through pit lane. We ended up beating him out and we were right in front of him or maybe right, right behind him. But we got around Cav was the biggest part. Cause that was a battle for position. And that like my call, the call on my part and then her fast pitting made sure we got out in front of those guys. So uh, Chris says, who pits faster, you fueling her or vice versa? Me fueling her or vice versa? Um, I'm going to be careful. Yeah, I, I guess since she's know. listening. But, guess. Uh, it's her. <laughs> good answer, good answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I... 
I pitted my dad at Worlds. Yeah, I brought a spare car, so I pitted him there, and he's much faster than I am, and she's faster than she's actually faster than I am. I don't think I could hang anymore after the last couple of races we've gone to. I don't think I could hang. So. Um, yeah, so um, just kind of go over a little bit on your the Southern Nats, you know, just kind of, you know, how it went a little bit, what you thought of the track and everything. And, um, you know, you mentioned some of the guys you were battling with already, but uh, I mean, it was a pretty good race. And what did you think of that particular event? Um, Southern Nats, so a lot of the races I've been going to are first timers. So SIC, DNC, PNB. Um, Mugen and then now Southern Nats. This is all my first time ever coming to the event. So I basically started off on a blank page. Uh, seating went really well. I seated third in both the uh, buggy classes and was like 10th in truck. I, I chose the, I chose too hard of a compound in the red wrong tread pattern. The track was still a green compound and I went blue and I went triple D instead of reflex and everyone else was running reflex and I just went slow. So, uh, I think it was more compound than anything. I was just too hard. So it didn't have the traction, but, uh, the buggies went well qualifying was meh. e-buggy for some reason. I, I don't know how I drove it for two rounds and had good runs. I had a five and a four to put up for the main it's qualified six in that, but, Nitro buggy was less than stellar, had mistakes, qualified ninth. Truck had a good run going in round two. Uh, made a stupid decision going up to the crossover. The truck went into a hard understeer on power. And me being me, I went, ah, it'll miss the pipe. I won't lift because I was struggling to make that jump. Cause I don't think my, my shocks were quite right for how big jumps are. So didn't lift, hit the pipe, crashed, ended up like ninth in that round. So qualified, I, or actually ended up 10th in that round. I ended up overall in a truck with a 20, a 10 and a 10 to put me 11th, which was terrible. Mm. That was a struggle, but we were both kind of mad about it after the race both Maddie and I after qualifying and I was like, well, we did it once. We'll do it again. I said, we qualified 10th at PNB in buggy. We finished second. We've done it before. We'll do it again. So truck was no different. Qualified 11th. Didn't get the start. I wanted to had a little bit of a rough start, but put my head down in the middle and uh, ran it back to a fourth. Got the, got Brandon Rose and Ryan Lutz in the last two minutes. The pass on Lutz. I think I, I think, I, think I have that on video. I think I have you, that on video. You do? Maddie yeah. thought she did, but she shut her <clears throat> she shut her camera off in the bowl turn before. I uh I was videoing and it, it's on the video we just put on uh YouTube uh last night and today. And the, so that pass is on there when you got by Lutz. Oh. That I that was kind of a cross your fingers and hope for the best kind of thing. Totally. Cause I, in buggy, I, I don't know if it, if it upset Cav or not. I don't think it did. It didn't really cost him anything. I jumped it. Cause I was like, I was right behind him 
and I should have known Cav was going to like play up for it because he had been like through qualifying in the whole mains and I'd been watching him and I knew he was laying up for it, but I spaced it. I pulled it and I landed on his right rear tire and it kind of got him squirrely going into the bumps, but he saved it and I just backed off and then let it like, let him go. I didn't try and like attack again. And I got him later in that race. So yeah, the, the pass over the top, uh, I've always been kind of sendy on rollers to flats. Um, I do it. There was a, there's a track here, uh, in the cities about an hour and a half from my house. And there was a roller onto the front or onto the back straight. And in stock two wheel drive, I was just sending it to the middle of the straightaway and the car would take it, but it was like, you had to land perfectly on power to make up time. So but that pass was dialed. I'm, I was really surprised I made that pass. Yeah. It's, it's one of those where you're just like, all right, well it worked, you know? And if you're the guy, um, that, it, that the pass went on to, um, uh, let's see if I could find it. Yeah, it's it's going to be in the truck main and uh, in this main. Yeah. We'll just let. So that what roll. actually? I I read up on Mayfield's like what happened to Mayfield and truck. He said he broke the front pistons or something. Yeah, like when uh, they collided going up the step up, he hit the face, and all of a sudden the front of the truck had no damping. Oh, really? So it was like, um, I want to say it was the right front shock, maybe, something like that. And so he was driving it like that, and then he he hit the turn before the uh, as you go up the crossover. He hit that turn and uh, he flipped upside down and like he said, he revved it to get the marshal's attention and it flamed out. So, so then he just, he, they started back up. He got out there. Oh my God. Um, yeah. You'll have to go towards the end oh, no. for the truggy lane. I'm trying to find it here. Oh, please. There we go. <clears throat> what's this no, no. so this is the start of the buggy race so go back a little bit all right stop start there so that looks this, like is, this is probably the e yeah this is the e-buggy main so go back a little bit further right there let's start right there all right so here's this is Dakota probably leading here. He drove a really good race. Yeah, he did. Yeah, this is towards, I think this is towards the end. So we're about in the right spot. We're going to see something here. So here's Hang you. Up. And here's Lutz. Poor Lutz. Oh, we go. This happens every now and then to another driver. It's never fun. <clears throat> uh, All right, there he gets yeah. hung up. Oh, 
and then you just kind of muscled it out through yep. the through the ruts there. Ooh. And then he he hits this one eighty, kind of get lets you get home here. Yep. So that that was for fourth or fifth? Fourth. Yeah. Okay. And then that truck right behind me was Brandon. He was fifth. He said he. I talked to him after the race. He said he made it to right about there, and then he gave up. Yeah, you just there's too much space, and it yeah. took a took a legit mistake. Um, would have took a, le- a legit mistake. So there's Dakota finishing the race, but yeah, that was a sweet pass. Uh, and those those stick with you for a while, right? Yeah. The good finishes, the exciting finishes always stick with you. Mm-hmm. So the P and B and that race will stick with me for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you can surprise people, um, in, in those moments, you know, if you're going to decide to get a little risky, you know, you decide to, to, uh, cause really, you know, when you look at how that pass kind of worked in a sense, it really kind of was like fortunate that it worked out because you ended up on the outside somehow. And like the way you kind of got through the bumps right there, you were able to get back in front of them. And a lot of stuff has to kind of go your way to make one of those sticks sometimes. Yeah. I think if Lutz would have, if he would have been another six inches farther inside, it wouldn't have stuck. But I think my, my truck was just enough in the way that it, that he wasn't able to get, I think, I don't know if his line was go like wide and kind of go slightly around him. So maybe that's why he went wide with the kind of with me. But if I wasn't, if I wouldn't have done that, I would have tried to tried to go low. Cause that was, that was what I was doing was just trying to skate the inside around the bumps. And then obviously had to hit the last one. Cause it was right in the middle. I was kind of all the way to the pipe. So yeah, drive on those plaques that were sitting there. Yeah, those were slick. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about. Oh, uh, oh he's going to bring it up here again. And what's weird is you landed on the pipe too. So, like the fact that you know sometimes you'll land on the pipe and the thing will just like go airborne and it's done, but it's like pipe, like. And then he, he, he hit the rear of your truck in the wing. And sometimes you'll get caught in the wing. Like the fact that you didn't get t- tied up there and Brandon Rose go around all of you guys was pretty amazing too. Yeah. I Watching it back that second time, I think the only way that like I save or that like the truck saved itself from bouncing off the pipe was I think I... I whipped, I whipped to the left to like set up for that corner. But when I straightened the wheel back or like went to like flatten the truck back out, I went too far. So it was actually landing on the front left already. So it like kind of just slipped off of it maybe. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's also another thing I learned. If you're jumping to a flat land on one tire first Mm -hmm. and then, try and set all the other ones down at different times. The, that was, I learned that at, uh, Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska. It, I think 
it's a technique that um some like big truck racers use if they know they're like jumping to kind of a flat they'll get the truck to kind of be uneven in the air and then land all four tires at different points so then the suspension technically has more dampening to soak up the hit instead of it just blowing through all four so yeah you don't hit the chassis as quickly yeah land on one corner or one side um yeah i realized that when i was uh testing years and years ago with mark pavitas and he's just like they were actually trying a bunch of uh shock pistons on a on a two-wheel buggy and finally he's he was just like you know the only thing that seems to matter is i notice if i land on one side i could i it's much better so i just started landing on the side <laughs> yeah he's like and then he's like it didn't matter what pistons i had it just it mattered more where i was actually landing so um yeah anyway this is that's cool this is the rich got this video edited up for us you know rich you know works here at jay concepts i brought him this all this footage he got it put together for us in a couple days and um you know just kind of a, a fun thing to have and it was nice i caught i was able to catch your pass and then i caught when dakota was going across the finish line in one of the qualifiers where he missed he hit the pipe he missed it and ended up jumping off pit lane um, oh yeah i saw i saw that in my peripheral when he came in and like did he yeah jump into did he end up like going out of pit lane or did he what jump happened, back onto the straightaway what happened is he hit the inside pipe it ricocheted and he started heading right to the pit lane to the pit uh entrance and he just stuck with it he just went through the pit entrance to the start finish line and then tr hit the ramp and jumped onto the straightaway it's, oh, yeah. it's kind of bizarre like what how it actually happened but um yeah, it was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, it's one or it's one of those things you kind of think about somehow in the moment that you know you never really know how you think of it, but it just happens. Yeah. So, talk to us about what's coming up. Uh, you um, you removed know, me. What, you can still hear me though, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why it does that. It removes me when I share that screen tonight for whatever reason. It's taking me off cam and I. I'll try and get back on cam, but uh, I think that's a blessing for everybody else. I have to see my ugly mug on here. <laughs> uh, the races that are coming up, um, October, are like just events for me. Uh, I got these next two weekends off. I might use this weekend for some testing, either at home or uh, at the carpet track. I want to, the Southern Nats is one race. I wish I would have had a universal setup because that track was high speed and rough and universals would have been extremely good. And I know I talked to Mayfield at Mugen challenge and he waxed us there. And he's like, I put universals in. He's like, I got tired of getting beat by, by, uh, or at wicked. He got beat by, I think, Ogden or maybe not Ogden, but I think Dakota and calf and, and calf and a lot of those guys, the stuff that they have in common between their cars was universals. So he's like, 
he yard sailed his car at Mugen and ran universals. Southern Nats was one race that I wish would have universals, but that's one thing I'm going to test this weekend. I think is universals get a better base setup. I tried them a couple weeks ago. Didn't really get it all that great of a base setup. Um, so I wasn't really confident for them, like running them at Southern Nats, but test that this weekend. Uh, following weekend got Joe born horse wedding. So that's a little bit RC related. Um, where, where are you going to, you got to go to Ohio for that. Yep. Got to go to Ohio. Okay. And then, um, I think the NCTS race is in October up mm-hmm. here. So I got to find some time to test that. I can test it during the week. It's just, I only get an hour and a half, two hours on the track. So by the time I get pe- packed up from, uh, work home or like get packed up at home and go. I work, I work for my dad at home, so it's not really all that hard. I could just leave early, but, um, but then following that in November is AMS and then really nothing planned in December other than I'll probably end up going to the Hobbyplex in Omaha for the Techno Winter Series. So that'll be November and December. I'll be going there. So that's really all we have planned till the new year. Cause I don't know if silver state's getting rescheduled, if they're trying to do that still or not. Oh, something happened. Or four series stuff we have around here is they got the fall brawl, which is in Myrtle beach. Oh Yeah. We, uh, I actually talked to my team manager, Matt Walter and talked to Joe and I think maybe Jared. And I was like, we don't have anyone going to fall brawl, do we? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, okay. I was like, that might be one to hit. Uh, Try and try and put up a result there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be good. But it might be a little bit difficult if no one's going. Because with flying, kind of, dip- I'm not old enough to rent a car, so kind of dependent on someone yeah. to pick me up. But uh, maybe we'll we'll pull. Maybe I'll pull some strings. See if my dad can get a hold of his uh, his buddy Nick Angelides. He used to race. He owned a company with um, what was it? They made bodies. I can't remember the name of the company, but Atomic. Um, yeah, Atomic. Yeah, they. Uh, we met Nick. Up, he came up here. He was like traveling for work, and came out to our house and ran and ran. And my dad ran with him and was like, my my dad thought he was just some dude with money that like had brand new Kyosho cars, OS engines, and like all this good stuff. My dad ran with him and he's like, okay, this dude can drive. He's like, we need to travel to some races with this guy. So that was before I started traveling. And, uh, I think that was when we were still, still running jamming or maybe right when we switched to Kyosho. Mm-hmm. So my dad traveled down to Florida for a couple races. And then I think there's a couple races in like Missouri that he hit with them. So mm-hmm. sounds right. Maybe, maybe talk to Nick and, see if he can hook me up or something. I can't remember where he lives, but 
Well, the other thing is if you fly into Myrtle Beach, it's not, it's really close. So those guys, um, you know, even if uh, Paul or one of our guys is there, they could pick you up at Myrtle Beach if you fly into that, if you fly into that airport, because I mean, it's only like 10 minutes probably from the track, I would say. Oh, really? Is the hotel close to the track? They stay on the beach there. I forget the name of it right now. Bay something. South Bay or something Bay. We were talking about oh, okay. it today. And uh, hey, at that, you know, the time of the year, you get like really good hotels and rates there. Um, and you can, nice. you can stay. I mean, you can stay right on the beach. Nice. So, yeah, if you want, give a shout out to your sponsors, everybody you want to thank, and then we can kind of end it there. And, um, uh, so, go ahead. Uh, I'd like to thank all my sponsors Techno, J Concepts, Block, uh, Full Throttle Raceway, King Kong Hobbies, uh, JTP, uh, JBT Machining, StuTech, and VP Fuels is the one I was forgetting. I think they've been. If I wouldn't have left J Concepts way back when, they'd probably be my longest. But for some reason, we switched to Pro Line and got frustrated. And now we're back. Well, good. And it's been a pleasure for sure. Watch race. Um, those battles you're having on the track, amazing. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you in Minnesota. And then maybe. Uh, you know, later in the year, if there's something that works out, you know, we see it again. But, uh, but thanks again. Uh, good racing. And uh, we'll see you at the next yeah. race. Yeah, we'll see you then. All right, guys. Thanks, Seth. Yep. Night. Um, all right. Can you still hear me, Jason? I can hear you. All right. That's weird. That, I think that's just, uh, I got online quick. The, went into the StreamYard community and uh i think it's a glitch where you shared a screen and it eliminated me so yeah now it's just a white dot so. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be just audio for me but we'll close it out anyway that was that was awesome yeah great description of those events and how they kind of shake down it shows you what a a racer's memory is like too when you do these events and um you have almost a a lot of people do almost have like a photographic memory of how these things take place. Yeah. And I, uh, when I was at the Mugen challenge, uh, I was, uh, standing there watching the main events and, uh, Maddie was, uh, pitting right in front of me. And I remember she got called over to another spot. And she was a little upset or something, and I was like, dang, that girl's a little feisty. Yeah. She's a tough one. Gotta like it. Yep. Yep. She's gonna hold her hold her space and uh and make sure her her uh oh, somebody's uh, trying to get in. No, I'm just trying to figure out how late it is. Seven fifteen, it's not bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Spencer is waiting for me at seven thirty. We're gonna do our football podcast. Uh-oh. You're just gonna be. You're just. Uh, you got a schedule today. Yeah, I have a, a schedule. Tight schedule. Tight schedule. Head over to our Facebook page. The uh, it's called First Is the Goal. That's the podcast name. First is the goal. 
That's not bad. And we tied in racing to that. So, Good job. I got to get my camera back on. Though. I don't know what the deal is. The camera's on. Everything's on. But uh, I noticed when I shared a screen, we did this. It happened to us on pre-show, too. Yeah. It knocked me you know, off. It, it's it's um, that you're able to show that uh, yeah. video. You know, that was awesome that you're able to show that because, I mean, that's everything. We're, I mean, that's what we're talking about. So it was like so perfect. Yeah. It was awesome. So next event, next event for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to be going to the RCMT World Championships for Monster Trucks, which is the October 16th through 18th. Where is that at? That is in Connecticut. That's back in Enfield, Connecticut. Oh, nice. RC Madness. Yep. So we'll be there again uh, this time. It's uh, their annual World final event so i'll be there and then the very next weekend after that is the midwest carpet nationals that's mm-hmm. the one we were just talking about with seth going to be in minnesota um and then two weeks after that is ams uh the other events i talked about so that takes us into november so i got uh we got some events happening uh, nice. things are things are uh, rocking and rolling and uh it's been it's been fun to catch up with everybody again and get some legit racing in. So last weekend I had a chance to go to LCRC to see the race against cancer. Okay, yeah. Went there for the mains on Sunday. Got to see our boy Justin E. Main Jubert. Okay. <laughs> He's gonna kill me for that one. Uh, but yeah, when I went there to watch the mains because uh, loved Nitro. Yeah, you're you're hooked after that Mugen. Mu- I've been hooked all along. Like I've always loved watching Nitro, and um, I'm try to get more races at LCRC. I like going there. So I went the there Roar and uh, what's that? They'll have the Roar Nats. Oh hell sure. yeah, we're, we're, I'm definitely doing that. Um. And I got to see Jason Schreffler, good friend of mine from a long time ago. Going back to Dude Trinity days. Yeah, he is. It was just unreal. I mean, it was definitely cool to watch him. Uh, he won the 40-plus class, and then he wins the pro nitro buggy class. And, uh, yeah, really cool. So I'm glad I went. Had a good time. A few people come up to me, so they love the show. Got to, uh, I took photos with, uh, Schreffler's car. Did that was before sure the main. That they, that's, that's why he won. You sure it was this show that they liked, right? It wasn't something else. It was probably like Jake concepts or something or another podcast. They might've confused me with another podcast. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta make sure. Uh, people just say that, you know, they probably don't even listen anyway. Um, well, I was gonna say now you distracted me, lost me there. I was on the I was on a podcast this week. Yeah, which one's that? RC the the extra lap. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, with Aiden Aiden Burke. Yeah, we had Aiden Burke on the show here. Yeah, he from his bed. Uh, I know it was awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that podcast went well. Talked to him for about an hour, and uh, they want to get me back on talk about more about the old days, and then. Uh, they, you know, they're talking about GI Joes and American sports. And I mean, we were, 
I mean, you, you actually, it should, G. Be you, it should be me and you on that podcast with them because it would be uh, the perfect opportunity to talk about all this stuff. Yes, I like it. Yeah, the first thing you start talking about G.I. Joe's, um, I'm like, but did you have the aircraft carrier? Yeah, what'd they say? He said he actually did have there. It wasn't um, Aiden. It was uh, uh, his buddy that's on the show with him, the co-host. Mm-hmm. He was the one. He actually said that he had the aircraft carrier. Wow, that's awesome. Dang. Oh, we'll have to get on that show. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he said he actually gave it away to his neighbor too. But what? <laughs> when he was yeah, like when he was done with it and over it, he gave away the aircraft carrier. Oh my like, oh, god! Man. Oof. All right. Have we talked about the show on Netflix called "The Toys That Made Us"? Have you watched that yet? No, I have not. You need to watch that. Okay, I have Netflix. I'll go do that. How long? Yeah, so how long is it'll it? It'll talk about all these toys. There's the ones about GI Joes and dude, it, it's it, you're gonna go right back down that rabbit hole that you were on. Oh no! A, a few months ago, where you were watching all those YouTube videos about GI Joe. Yeah, I even went on Patreon and and uh, um, become became a patron of a lot of those guys that had videos up on YouTube. <laughs> So uh, some of those ending credits, I'm I'm always in there. But um, uh, yeah, I was down that rabbit hole pretty big. Yeah, I remember and, uh, you sending video links. Look at this! Look at this! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a Patreon? All right, boom. <laughs> um, that was really awesome. I'll, I'll go watch that though. That that sounds pretty good. I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, they go over a lot of different of uh, the toys, and uh, I mean, just ones I think about the top of my head. I mean. You, Obviously, they did Barbies. They did My Little Pony. Oh, you had all the Barbies. They did, they did G.I. Joes. They did um, Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, did we lose you? I think I thought I lost you there for a second. but Check it out. <sighs> There's also uh, the movies that Chris says Kean uh, is screaming at his computer the same thing given away in an aircraft so key and white gave away an aircraft carrier i think Gotti completely disappeared now oh no Gotti's back yeah i was just trying something with the camera trying to get myself back on camera but again like i said that's a blessing to a lot of you guys don't see my ugly mud on no so yeah uh <laughs> so Kean is screaming at his computer so he gave away an aircraft carrier and Kean is all about the gi joes now yes i've i've spoken to Kean about um action figures and stuff like that. He's really into them big time. And, uh, aren't it's, isn't it part of your fault? What? That he's got back into GI Joe's or something. Nah, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's partially part of you, you sent him down that rabbit hole. Too, <laughs> he was already going. I think he was already down that. He, he, he's a big time collector. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I didn't, uh, I'd like to claim responsibility for that, but I can't. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was, we were talking back and forth on Messenger, and he was telling me all about the action figures and how he's into that. So it was really awesome. I was like, man, I was so into GI Joes, and uh, always wanted to get into Transformers, but they were so expensive. Like there was, I just couldn't do it. But um, you know, it's another cool thing to watch. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube. Is the guys that do the voices for Transformers and stuff. 
um, and kind of how they came up with the voice for Optimus Prime and a local collectible store had one in their front window thing was three feet long. Yeah. Yeah. How much yeah, was that? So that uh, what was the cost of that aircraft carrier when it came out? Um, didn't we talk about this one day? It was like, I want to say it was like 150 <clears throat> or more dollars or something like that. Imagine that back then. Jeez. That's, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but that was a huge deal. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you for 220. Jason might be around next week, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm around. All right. I got, uh, I talked to, um, I'm not going to pick, pull up his name here. I already talked to somebody for, uh, Chuck Kleinhagen. Okay. Kleinhagen. He's, uh, the owner of Fast Lane Raceway. All right. In Blue Springs, Missouri. And he said he would be left tire salute. He said he'd be on the show next week. He's also the Roar president right now. Oh. So he also he owns a track in Blue Springs, Missouri. Multiple tracks there. Um, smart dude, and also the Roar president. So he said he'd be on the show. Nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah, appreciate everybody joining us for two nineteen. We'll see you for two twenty later. All right, we're out.